0: it is good. Now, when all of us, when we were children, we when we grew up, we developed a taste for certain foods. Am I right? There were things that we were given as a child that we learned to love. But one of the things that's always a, a difficult situation, and you that have had children know this, is that when those little babies are are growing up, they don't want to eat everything. And they'll, they'll spit it back out if they don't like it. You try to feed them some of those Gerber strained peas or Whatever it is, and if they don't like it, they're spitting it back out. Uh, you have to acquire a taste for something, and you can't acquire a taste for something if you've never tried it, if you've never eaten it. That's why the scripture says to taste and see that the Lord is good. Try the Lord, taste the goodness of the Lord. I thank God that in my own life, at a very early and young age, I learned that the Lord is good, that the Lord is gracious, that the Lord is wonderful. I tasted as a child and I still this day want more of him. I said, I want more of him. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. I keep coming back. I got to tell you a little story about Scott. Also, this is just for you here today in this church, but let me, let me just tell you uh, something about spiritual hunger. Uh, uh, Bridget, I didn't even realize that she told us this story when we met on Thursday here uh, to talk about the service for Scott and we met here and she went back to the first time they ever attended this church over on Church Street and if I recall exactly how it happened, someone in the church had given me a gift certificate to Bridget's salon for a haircut and for her to cut my hair and I I, went, I didn't know Bridget, uh, Joel knew, uh, Pastor Joel knew them, uh, he knew Scott and Bridget, they went to the same hospital, High school, and he knew them, but I, I didn't know them. And I went, and and she cut my hair, and we had to talking about things, and I don't even remember what our conversations were all about. But but after that, uh, she w- went to her husband on, on a Sunday morning. They got up, and they had been attending a, a rather nominal church, and uh, I'm not knocking it, but it was a nominal church. Not you know a lot of not a lot of what we do here would happen there. And she said to him on that Sunday morning, she said, "Would you like to go to?" A different church with me today, and and uh, he looked at her and said, uh, "Where you what you have in mind?" And she said, uh, "I thought about let's go to Reamstown, meaning Reamstown Church of God." And he said, "Okay." And so he went along, and they came to church. They'd never been uh, to our church services before, and they came in, and we had worship, and I preached the message, and I gave a rather generic. She said, "Altar call." It could have been for anybody, and everybody got up, and they were coming to the altar. So she said. I got up. You want to go? And so he he came along and she said, we went up to the altar area and she said, you know, you were having prayer and you were doing what you did. And and she said, then you called attention to someone on the side because they had a grandchild that needed a touch from God. So you, you said, we're going to pray by proxy. So she said, everybody moved over there. So she said, We moved over there, too. We didn't know what we were doing, but we moved over there with them. And so they all had, we had that prayer. And she said, as we went back across, your eyes, Pastor, and my eyes caught one another for the first time. And and I looked at her. I'm telling you what she said. And I said, Bridget, I didn't even know you were here. And I knew about Scott. I knew about his condition. I knew about his cancer. I knew about that because I'd been told that. And so Scott is standing there. And I said, Scott, I feel like we need to pray for you. I didn't even know Scott. And I said, okay. So Pastor Joel goes and gets the anointing oil. And he comes back over there. And Bridget said, I'm dead. I am dead. This happened here the first Sunday we come. I'm dead. When we leave here, I'm dead. And, and so we prayed over Scott and prayed for him and, and they left the church that day and he didn't say a word to her. They got in the car and went home. He said nothing to her. They sat and had lunch or whatever. He said nothing to her. And then uh, later her sister came over and they got in the car to go somewhere and, and uh, she said, I already knew, I'm, I'm dead. I, this is it, I'm dead. And she said, we got in the car and she said, uh, uh, and Scott said, well, I had a different church experience today. And she said, I know I'm dead now. And then Scott said, and I liked it. And I liked it. And for sixteen years, he liked it. For sixteen years he was in the house of God. And I asked the other day, I said, Are there is there a favorite scripture? You know, something. I said, favorite scripture? There's journals where you took notes of your sermons week after week after week after week. There's no, there's no way to select that. But what I saw in Scott was a hunger. There's was a hunger. I'm using him for an illustration. He's not here to take any, and he would not want me to anyway. But, but I want you to understand that that man had a hunger for the things of God. He came back time after time after time after time after time. And he was in the altars and he was praying. And you know that because you saw him and that hunger was there. Now he could not eat for two years. He has not, did not eat a morsel of food for two years. He couldn't take a swallow of a, of a soda or even a wa- of water and drink it for two years. He had nothing but a tube. But he hungered for the things of God. And I watched that man worship, and I watched that man pray, and I watched that man seek God because there was a hunger inside of him that kept bringing him back. Psalm 34, 8 again. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you taste the Lord, it will bring you back again and again. It will cause you to crave more of God. And the more you crave of him, the more you will have of him. Because if you hunger and thirst, he will fill you with his righteousness. Can you say amen? Now I know a lot of people are very concerned about what they take in their body and that's good don't misunderstand me I'm not I'm not making light of that and there's people you know they're making sure they don't want to make sure whatever they eat there's not too many calories there's not too much uh, carbohydrates or whatever it is and and we you know we get all concerned about is it organic is it not organic and and all of that has its place uh, but I would like for you to understand that there is something even more important than that and Paul says to young Timothy in 1 Timothy 4: 8 he said for bodily exercise profits a little now, when you think about a diet, you also think about exercise, right? And you think about going to the gym and working out or the total gym or whatever you might do. And all of those things are good in themselves. There's nothing to be said against them and they're there to be looked at as good things. But what he says is that that profits a, a, a little in the greater scheme of your life. It's a little, but godliness, listen, godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So if you have the healthiest body in the world and you have, a, a, you have the, the best muscle and you have the best everything physically and you lose your own soul, what does it profit you? Are you hearing me today? I'm not suggesting that exercise isn't good, it does profit. But in light of eternity, it only profits a little. Paul says your spiritual well-being is infinitely more important. When Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread, how many know that we need more than physical food? I believe that along with that physical request is also the spiritual request. Remember, God in the very beginning, listen, God developed us to eat. God made us to eat. In the very beginning, when he created Adam, put all those trees in the field and said, you can eat. There was only one they couldn't eat of, but he said, you can eat. God said, I want you to eat. Of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat, except for that one, he says. The scripture tells us of the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse three. It says, so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know That man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Scott knew that. Scott knew that it was the word of the Lord that kept him going. It was the word of the Lord that gave him the strength to do what he did. The Bible tells us in Psalm one o seven eight. it says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. When the prodigal son left the father's house, one of the things he suffered was hunger. Remember? Remember when he ran out of money and there was a famine in the land, he didn't have anything to eat. And it says in Luke 15, 16, and he would gladly, he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, but no one gave him anything. But then it says in verse 17, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? and to spare. I want you to think about those words, and to spare. He said in the Father's house, there's not only food for a servant, but there's enough there and left over as well. There's enough to spare. I want you to know that your spiritual needs today can be met completely, and when they're met, they'll be left over. There's more there than you actually need, and if you can consume it, God will give you more than you even realize you can contain. He wants you to be filled. In fact, the father, when that boy came home, what did he say? He said, kill the fatted calf. Amen. Don't get some scrawny little something. Kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a party. We're going to eat. We're going to drink. We're going to dine. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to be spiritually malnourished. You can be filled if you're hungry for it. Jesus said this, I read it earlier, but let's read it again. Matthew six twenty-five. 25, actually, I didn't read this one, did I? Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than, more than food and the body more than clothing? I want us to focus on those words, more than. Isn't your life more than food? Isn't it more than clothing? is your life more than a job? Is your life more than a vacation? Nice to have them. But is your life more than a house? We need to focus on the more than, more than a car, more than anything else is our relationship and our walk with God. Your life is more than what you're earning each week. Your life is more than a 401k. Your life is more than anything physical because your life is eternal. One of the things we have to do as Christians is we have to avoid appetite killers, appetite killers. If we fill ourselves up with junk, too many Cheez-Its, we won't want the good stuff, will we? Proverbs 27, 7 says, he who, he who is full loathes honey from the comb, but to the hungry even what is bitter tastes sweet. If you're hungry enough, Right? But he said, if you're full, it doesn't matter what it is. I, I mean, if, if I'm full of junk food, it doesn't matter if I go to Outback, Texas Roadhouse, Johnny's, whatever. The, the best steak they've got won't have any appeal to me because I've already filled up with too much junk. Folks, if we become so filled with the world, If we're full of television, just full of, full of everything that the world throws at us, if we're full of the news, if we're full of social media, if we're full, filled up, full, we'll come in this house and get nothing because we already ate. We already ate. We don't have even room for it. We're so messed up. We're so angry. We're so mad. We're so confused. We can't even concentrate on God because we've had too much junk food. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It wouldn't matter what I preach, you wouldn't it wouldn't, wouldn't appeal to you because you got too much other stuff inside. See if we if we that's why mothers have known this forever, right? You are not getting that candy until you eat your food, right? You're not getting that candy bar. That piece of cake you want can wait. You're going to eat this first because you realize that if you let little Johnny have his way, he's going to eat the cake. He's going to
1: eat the ice cream and then say he's not hungry. <laughs> so we understand that. We have to realize that. We have to. We've the we world. Sin but it just our appetite for spiritual things. We're so full.
0: We have so much, so much to take care of, so much to maintain, so much I still want until there's no room. He said, if you hunger and you thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. We have to come to this point. Jeremiah 15, 16 says, your words were found and I ate them words were found and I
1: ate them.
0: And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. I am all by your name, O Lord God. Do you understand what the man says? He said, your, your words are the joy and rejoicing of my heart. When I read this word, when I take in this word, it
1: is rejoicing, it is the joy of my life. I hear it preached. I And for the hearing of the word is truly a crisis that too many
0: are suffering today. We need the word of the living God. God said to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 he said this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. It shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. All based on the word, the love of the
1: word. Everything else kind of falls into place because we put God first. We put His word. Take care of themselves. I want to give you one last biblical story. We're going to pray here this. late this and I'm going to read part of it. There was a time and again we, there was much sin and disobedience that came on, and came on the northern kingdom and all the roots in besieged the city and nothing was coming in and nothing was going out
0: and so people were starving it got so bad that
1: women were actually eating babies. Terrible. Harsh time. And in the midst of Elisha, and he said, tomorrow, this time is going to change and there's going to be a... There's going to be flour. There's going to be barley. There's going to be One of the officers of the king said, That couldn't happen. He says, When is in heaven? Could that happen? And he
0: said, You'll see it, but you won't eat it. And that surely did happen. So
1: think about this a moment. The famine. The people were besieged. God gave a word. The And something, six, three, Now there were four leprous men
0: at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? Good question. Why are we dying of malnutrition? Why are we sitting here? If we say we'll enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we also die. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we should them. If they kill us, we die. You could die either way, right? And they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the army of the Syrians heard the noise of chariots and the noise of horses. Noise of a great army. Think about what God did. These are four leprous guys. And they're walking toward
1: the camp, and these Syrian army, this Syrian army hears what said to them, a mighty. But God the foolish to confess. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel is hired against us, the kings of the Hittites. the Egyptians to
0: attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and they left the camp intact. Their tents, their horses and their donkeys and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to, the outskirts of the camp they went into one tent they ate and drank carried from it silver and gold and clothing went hid hid them came back entered another tent and carried some of it the, from there also and went and hid it think about it these four leprous guys they are they are having the feast of their lives the whole camp is empty the food is there everything they could want is there and they are having the time of their life moving from one place to another verse 9 then they said to one another we're not doing right. This day is a day of good news and we remain silent. My brothers and sisters, I, don't, I want you to know that even in this era of time that we're living in right now, it's a day of good news. Did you hear me? It is a day of good news. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ has come. The good news that Jesus Christ is still the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. They said, this isn't good. We got all this food. Those people are starving over there. If we wait till morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Therefore, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, we went to the Syrian camp. We went to the enemy's camp. And so no one was there. Not a human sound. Only horses and donkeys tied and the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out and they told it to the king's household inside. Folks, we've got the best news in the world. There's plenty in the Father's house. There's
1: plenty. In the house. God's mercy, God's forgiveness, God's power. And we do not well. We sit on it and only talk about what's wrong. Thank God Jesus is alive well, he's alive and well. And you will. Something. This is. This would happen or not, but I'd like to imagine it. (laughs) Be present with the Lord. Crawl and eat a morsel of food for two years. Look at that. What do you Hallelujah. Whatever you want. Now don't look at me that way. There's going to be eating. Sisters, we're going to eat. Hear me. There's a river. on those trees for I'm going to eat whether you do. I caught counting. Set before me, how many want the Kingdom of God, the Bible. Down. Mm. So I, 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 I would assume if that happened, Scott said, I don't need anything. Not you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Aren't you glad today that there is food? But my. a confusing crazy world and get our minds so scattered. Can we so fill with God so fill that we have and there is a enough. There's more than enough. There's something to spare because God could ever
0: The provision is more than adequate,
1: more than sufficient. There is an abundance of things that Lord your God will feed you if you hunger enough to ask. The word of the living God has told you will seek for the kingdom of God
0: and the righteousness of God, you would be filled. You would not simply receive some, but you would be filled. My children this day, hunger for those things that I have promised to give those who hunger and thirst. For I will not leave you with malnutrition. I will not leave you... Without the sufficiency for you to get through this life, trust me this day, says the Lord, and taste and see that I'm still good, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Are you hungry? I said, Are you hungry? Are you hungry for God? Are you hungry? I said two weeks ago, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm hungry for revival. I, I realize that folks, we are, we're at a place right now. And I heard the overseer of Times Square Church, Pastor Carter Conlon, deliver a message that has, I just listened to it so many times because it spoke so much to me. And he said something in it. He said that when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said, well, the last, one of the last words out of his mouth was, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. He knew that he was going to die. And he had to commit the resurrection power to his father. The only way that he could ever live again was to trust that his father would do what he said and raise him. And he mentioned that we're in that kind of time right now. The only way is when we say, Father, I don't have the answer in myself. I can't solve the problem. But into your hands, I commit it all. And if you can raise the dead, you can do this as well. How many believe that? So the miracle revival that you're looking for is possible on your own. But if we commit into the hands of God and say, God, I'm as good as dead, but you are specializing in raising the dead, hallelujah, he will raise you up to new life. Amen? Amen. Altar is open if you'd like to come and say, God, I'm hungry. I want to be fed today. I'm thirsty. God, quench this thirst with the power of your Holy Spirit today. Come in Jesus' name. Let's take a few moments and fill up. Let's take a few moments and say, God, this is what I'm hungry for. If you have to leave, it's understandable. We're not holding you here if you've got schedules to keep. But we want you to know that there is something God has for every one of us today. And we want to we want to have a healthy appetite. God, help me not fill up with the junk of this world. So much so that when I I get into your presence, God. I'm not even hungry for that because I've got so much else on my plate already. Oh, my plate is overfilled with stuff that I don't even want. Father, in Jesus' name, give us an open spirit, God. You're the one that can raise the dead. You're the one that can bring revival when revival is already past and, and we're, we're already four days dead like Lazarus. Thank you, Lord. Yet nothing is beyond the power of God. We hunger, we thirst. Now I ask you, Lord, to pour out the Holy Spirit pour out the Holy Spirit on seekers today pour out the Holy Spirit God let them be filled in Jesus name let them be filled give them divine utterance today God Oh Lord let the Holy Spirit speak let the power of God walk through them in Jesus name let them have an open spirit God to you right now fill them fill them Lord fill them we pray oh God in the mighty name of Jesus fill them Lord if there's someone here that's not saved I want to invite you to come and taste today and see that the Lord is good. Before you write him off, before you say, well, I don't believe in your church. It's okay. You don't have to believe in our church, but Jesus is Lord today. Give him an opportunity. If you never come back here, that's ir- that's irrespective of the issue. What we want you to do is find Jesus, taste and see that the Lord is good. If you want to go somewhere else and eat, that's fine, but taste him today while you're here. Open your heart to him today in that mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord thank you, Lord. Let's worship, let's pray, let's believe God in this house today. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Jesus. Lord, we're hungry. We're hungry. We're hungry, God. Hallelujah. If others want to come and help us pray, thank you, Lord. This is an opportunity in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. We love you today, Lord. We honor you today, Lord. We're believing you for the miraculous, the impossible. We're believing you for the supernatural. God, we're believing you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless you. We honor you. We praise you today, Jesus. Thank you,
2: Lord. we just get some more help here this morning, folks. If you feel comfortable, can you please come forward? Just lay your hand on someone's shoulder this morning. We, can, we can't do it. We've got a minister. So I just, I just want to ask if you, if you believe in the power of the Lord, just come and just ask him to fill these people who are hungry. Aren't you thankful someone in the church is hungry this morning? Aren't you thankful someone in the house is hungry this morning? Let's just pray and seek the Lord in this place this morning. Hungry people. God loves it. Loves nothing more than hungry people.
3: Hungry.
0: if I'm, if I'm going through McDonald's, that drive through is okay if they put salt on the fries or include the fries. Um, but if I'm going to a place where there's some fine dining, I don't want to rush do you. I don't want somebody putting a clock on the table saying, you got to get it now. And You got this table, somebody else's. So when you come in the presence of the Lord here, bask in it, feel yourself on it. Feel yourself on whatever the Lord wants to pour into your life. Amen. Folks, cherish the times in the presence of God. Cherish the times in the... Pre- we only do this basically one time a week, a couple times with our Wednesday, but this is our opportunity to gather, to assemble Pray with and for one another, love one another, be filled with one another, not filled with one another, but see each other fill one another with the prayers of the Spirit of God to come into their lives. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen. It's, it's, it's better than, and I like, you know I'm, I love sports, but it's better than a three-hour football game. I said it is. Hallelujah. Better than anything, thank God. Be- Jesus is better than anything, hallelujah. Let's sing one little chorus. You know the chorus, Beth knows it because she knows everything. <laughs> and then that's, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord, come and quench this thirsting of my soul and Anne will come and close. But i just like to say, Lord, you think you know it? Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Hallelujah, sing it, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank
3: you, Jesus.
2: Fill my cup, Lord. Is that right?
3: I lift it.
2: the machine and you can go up and get just as much as you want. You just got to have the cup, right? You just got to buy the cup. Once you've bought the cup, you can go up there and just fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it, fill it. And if you're lucky and you go to Mission Barbecue and you remember, I never remember to take the cup I bought to get the 99 cent refill, but uh, you know, and to go in there and get that refill. But if you've got the cup of the Lord today, you have salvation. You. Can On going back to your heavenly father, and you can just keep on filling up every time. And so, we're singing this, Fill My Cup, Lord, and we're all kind of standing here like this. So, we're gonna do a little kindergarten exercise, and so, we're gonna everybody's gonna make a cup. Don't be embarrassed because the person next to you is doing it too. So, we're just gonna make a cup, and if you want to keep your cup down here, that's fine. Maybe your drink machines down here, most drink machines I go to are a little higher than. I'm going to lift it up. Let's sing it one more time. And if you don't lift your hand, we're going to sing it again. So everybody get your cup. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it
4: eating something and it was so good and you say, I could just keep eating this and keep eating this. I don't want to stop. And that's how God wants us to hunger for who he is and for his spirit and for his word. And I'm watching you lifting up your cups and just saying, God, I just want more. I want more. And I believe he is filling you up and he is not going to leave you unsatisfied today. Thank you for, for entering into this place of worship and entering into this time to just be hungry for him. Um, I want to just say to Bridget and to Jordan and to Zena, we're holding you in our hearts this week. Um, and we are lifting you up and we are, we are just holding you in our hearts and praying for you. And I just want to say, you know, any, something about Scott. Any, you spent any amount of time with Scott and there were two things that you knew. You knew your value and your worth because he made you feel like you were so important. And it was through that that he then, you knew his faith. And it was through that that you saw, like, the love of Jesus. And so I just want to challenge you as we remember Scott and all that he's meant to all of us to just live that out in your lives. That's what he would want you to do. Just communicate to this world, to people who they are and and how important and how valuable they are. And then through that, the love of Jesus. We are praying for you guys. Um, Tonight, Forge is back at 5 o'clock, so gentlemen, come on out for Forge. Uh, Tuesday is team night. You don't want to miss team night this week, or yeah, this week, this Tuesday at 6.30. Come on out. Uh, Saturday, Forge is having breakfast, so guys, you're meeting a lot this week, Sunday night, tonight, and then Saturday morning is breakfast, so you can check out information on that. And I believe Young Marrieds, you guys are getting together on Saturday night as well at 5 o'clock, so see Craig and Jean for details on that event. Uh, Finally, women, there are two sign-ups that you do need to uh, be aware of, very important. Uh, They're having the bond bond fire, okay, so the ladies are going to get together and they are going to fellowship at a bonfire, so if you're interested in that, you want to sign up at the connect desk, but they're also having the one day women's revival and gathering, so if you want to be part of that, you want to sign up at the table in the lobby, all right, so women check out both of those sign-ups to be part of that fellowship and that ministry. We're going to close in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, that you never leave your people unsatisfied. And you say that if we call out and if we lift it up, Lord, you will fill us. And so this morning, Lord, our hunger for you is great. Our hunger is so great, Lord. And, and Lord, I just pray that you would just come and you would just satisfy us with who you are, with your presence. So we do not desire, Lord, anything that this world is, is tempting us with. But Lord, our thoughts and our focus are on you, Lord, and all of your goodness. Lord, we lift up the crawl family this morning that you would just minister. God, that your peace that passes all understanding, God, would just be all over them. Lord, and it's through the, the memory of Scott and what he's meant to our lives, Lord, that we use that, Lord, to continue to impact this world in the way that he has for your kingdom. Lord, that there'd be no doubt about who you are based on the life, Lord, that we live because of how we have been influenced by him. So, Lord, I pray that you would minister to your people this morning. You would touch those in need, Lord, those who have come at this altar to pour out, God, to hunger for you, to pour out, Lord, the needs that they have, Lord, that you would just completely heal. You would completely minister. You completely touch. We love you. And as we started this service off this morning, giving you praise and adoration, God, we leave giving you praise and adoration. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a very blessed day.